Welcome to On Texas Football. It's time for Tale of the Tape. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Paul Wadlington. Paul, uh, this uh, episode brought to you by Gabe Winslow and the Mortgages by Gabe. I, I want to mention and, and talk about the game this weekend, uh, not only the Longhorns hosting Kansas State, uh, but really it, it looks like it's two teams headed uh, in very similar directions right now. The Longhorns 7-1, and one, uh, the uh, Kansas State team only with one loss in conference, 4-1, and one. Uh, possibly the two top teams in the Big 12 right now. Uh, it's a it's shaking out that way, at least, as the uh, Wildcats have found new life since they went to the two-quarterback system, and Will Howard, their quarterback, has stopped turning the ball over. Um, overall thoughts on the game before we get into kind of the what we like to call the tail of the tape. Yeah, four teams tied at 4-1 and one at the top of the Big 12. Still plenty of football left to be played and plenty of surprises, I think, uh, people, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had OU and West Virginia penciled in as the, the Big 12 title game. Uh, West Virginia obviously didn't have legs, and that was pretty clear. OU struggling, right? Lost, uh, they, they lost, of course, to Kansas the week before, barely beat UCF. So, yeah, I think Texas has everything in front of them. Uh, if they went out, they're in the Big 12 title game. Uh, they could possibly even drop a game and still make it, but that's you don't want to put that in other people's hands, and that's that's what would be necessary. Kansas State has really turned it around. Uh, they started off pretty well, and then they lost two out of three, uh, sort of early, you know, early to midseason skid. Uh, lost at Missouri in a close game, sixty-one yard field goal, which was unbelievable. And then uh, they they lost Oklahoma State, and they did it, as you said, with Will Howard turning over the ball. Three interceptions in that game, played really poorly. But that was carryover from the Missouri game where he'd gotten pretty injured, couldn't plant on his leg, couldn't run at all. And I think that was a part of his performance against Oklahoma State, not all of it. And uh, since then, they've been using the young freshman Avery Johnson, dynamic dual threat. Uh, they've been using him more and – took some load off Will Howard. But if you'll notice last game where they blew out Houston 41 to nothing, Avery Johnson didn't play a, a great deal. He you know saw the field some, and he's going to continue to see the field. But Will Howard had the load, and he looked good. He looked rejuvenated. All right. I, I think it's going to be a tough one. I, if you were to ask me who has the best chance of beating Texas the rest of what, the way uh, in this season, uh, as of right now, I'd, put, I'd, I'd circle Kansas State. Uh, you agree with that statement? Based on the fact that by TCU, by Iowa State, Quinn Ewers might be back too, right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's Malik Murphy, a quarterback, and uh, you know he's going to do his best. And obviously, Texas will do the things that he likes to do and, and tailor the offense around him. But Quinn Ewers opens up the offense more. He's got more experience. He's got more reps and uh, just more comfortable in the role. So, so getting him back is going to be key. Let's do what we normally do, Paul, and talk about the Texas offense versus the Kansas State defense and then the Kansas State offense versus that Texas defense. Strength on strength, apparently, in this game is likely the Kansas State offense versus the Texas defense. You agree with that? Yeah, I think that's true. Okay. All right, so let's start there. And you've talked a little bit about Will Howard. You've talked about Avery Johnson. Let's go down really where we think Texas matches up with them, uh, that running game that they have, their receivers, et cetera. Yeah, they're fifth nationally in rushing, Bobby. Uh, it's about 225 yards a game, which is kind of amazing to hear, right? Talk about the change of football. Back in the day, you know, the top five rushing teams were in the 300s or, you know, but it's just 
the game has shifted. Kansas State's shifted a little with it, but they still want to run the ball and then throw deep over the top, over your head. Uh, Will Howard, of course, and Avery Johnson are alternating a quarterback. Will Howard's going to get the vast majority of the snaps probably against Texas. Big guy, 6'5", 245. He's running less. Uh, certainly last year he ran less. This year he's actually running a little more since he's been feeling better. And uh, he's got long speed. He actually isn't like a shifty guy, but he's a huge guy. And once he gets moving, you know, he can drop a run on you. We've seen that uh, when he's played Texas. And then he's improved as a passer. So I think that's going to be something Texas has to watch out for. Kansas State's lost a little wide receiver in terms of explosiveness, in terms of route runners. Uh, they still have Phillip Brooks, who's a shifty guy. That's their leading receiver. He's about 5'8", 170. He's a guy you have to keep your eye on because they'll sneak him out and, and try to get him over the top. And then they've had sort of a group of different receivers that they've all played. RJ Garcia, uh, just a bunch of different dudes that – you know, are, are kind of fill different roles. And some of that's injury. Some of that's guys being inconsistent. Uh, I think that part of their offense has maybe taken a step back from last year. Uh, but their offense on the offensive line has taken a step forward. They returned five starters. The left side of the Kansas State offense uh, line is the class of the conference. It's KT Leviston at tackle, 6'6", 330, six-year player, a uh, guy who just developed, you know, he's a little like Christian Jones and then it was a little rocky early and then he came into his own and he's going to play in the NFL. And then right next to him is the best offensive lineman in the Big 12, Cooper Beebe, uh, 6'4", about 340. And he's not just a masher, that guy can run. Kansas State loves to pull him. They love to get him moving on counters, on sweeps. And anyone that gets in his way gets put on the ground. And, uh, he is incredibly strong, he's powerful, and he's got a terrific motor. He's going to be a great NFL player. That's the left guard. And they are a left-handed running team. So they like to power it behind Leviston and, and BB. The rest of their offensive line is, is adequate. Uh, they're, they're fine. They're okay. Very experienced. They played a lot of football for Kansas State. They know what they're doing. But they, they do not have the upside or the ability of, of that left side. So I think that's going to be a big challenge for Texas. Uh, not only inside, I think Tavondre Sweat against BB will be a lot of fun, right? But also outside, that edge who has to control KT Leviston and set the edge, particularly when when Kansas State's running option, that's going to be really critical. So I'll stop there and, and see if you have any thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's strength on strength um, in, in, in the most, you know, clear way we've seen maybe all year. The... Kansas State team is a strong running team, and the Texas defense is a strong run defense. Um, and so we'll see which of those two immovable objects of, of a sort uh, really rear their head. The one thing I will say that that is concerning to me is Texas has been susceptible to the run somewhat when there was a running quarterback potential. I'm really glad you brought that up, Bobby, because I've kind of been – talking to people about that because they're saying, oh, you know, it's it's a great matchup for Texas. You know, we're going to shut down their running game and then make them one-dimensional. Maybe. Uh, but I think that could happen. Um, and certainly the, the interior of the Texas defense, Kansas State is going to want to avoid for the most part. But we saw Kansas. And, and Kansas, we, we go back and say, oh, we blew them out. They only scored 14. Go back and watch the game. Kansas was deprived of the ball. They, they, they did not get any possessions in that game. 
And then when they got some possessions late, Texas had already opened up a big lead and Jason Bean had to throw. And that's not his strength. Early in that game, Jason Bean dropped a run uh, on Texas where Jalen Catalan forced a fumble. Of course, they recovered. But what was more telling, and people have like wiped this out of their memories, they were running inside zone. They were running simple power on the Texas defense with that threat of the running back, I mean, of the quarterback, I should say, preventing the DE from crashing, the edge from crashing. And uh, they were getting five, six, seven yards a pop with Devin Neal and, and, and Hishaw. So I think they had to move away from it because the game got out of their control and they just never touched the ball. Texas just dominated them at the time of possession. But people have kind of erased that. And I think Kansas State, I promise you, they noticed that on film. And uh, I think they're going to find some interesting things to do to threaten with their quarterback and, and then try to run the ball. Yeah, and, and the thing with Kansas State is, like Kansas, Kansas runs a lot of option or can run the option. No Kansas doubt. State can run it as well, especially with Avery Johnson. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see. I think I think this, this matches up. Interestingly, obviously, if Texas is able to stop the run uh, with their base front, things look better for the Longhorns overall. If they're not able to, uh, that's a negative. I, I, will, I would add this. Ben Sinat, uh, their tight end slash H-back, is very talented and good and capable. Um, like you, I agree, they, they lack a second receiver. Um, last year, they had Kurt Warner's kid that I thought was very good. This year, they have no match with Phillip Brooks. Um, and so perhaps Texas can find a way to play uh, – Man free as opposed to as opposed to dedicating uh, multiple players, you know, in that well, in that scenario. So Sanat uh, didn't play much against U of H. He's a little banged up. I think they held him out, so he's fresh against Texas. They they knew they didn't need him. I mean, Ben Sanat in the middle of the field is going to be a thing when it's third and six, when it's second and three, and they're looking to do a little play action and catch our our running backers running downhill. Uh, it's really important for our safeties in this game. I can't stress enough how important it is in our in this game for our safeties to be able to support against the run, support against those little tight end flare and, and pop passes, but then also not let anyone slip behind them. So this is a team that really tests your discipline, particularly on the second and third levels. And the Texas safeties need to come to play. And, you know, not to call anyone out specifically, but Keaton Crawford, this, this is a game where he got mesmerized against Kansas, right? He let a receiver run right across his face in zone for an easy touchdown. That Kansas State noticed that. They're going to test him if they see number 21 in the game. And I think, you know, I, I would tend to think that this is a game where I would want to trust the guys that I trust the most in terms of reading the field and being in the right spot. Because the, the punishment for... Michael Taft running up on DJ Giddens and, and getting dragged for a couple of yards. That's that's very different from the punishment of giving up a 70-yard touchdown pass over the top because you didn't cover a receiver. Right. Uh, let me ask you a question. Is is this the is Kansas's or is Kansas State's offense most similar, in your opinion, to Kansas's in the conference or somebody else's? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I mean, in terms of how they attack you with personnel, similar, but Kansas is a little more involved and a little more ingenious in their different packages and the way they'll line up and you know, Kansas will line up in a crazy, unbalanced line. They'll trick. they'll trick you a little bit, whereas Kansas State's pretty straightforward. Kansas State, if they can run the ball behind Cooper Beebe and Casey Leviston, they're quite content to do that. And then they'll throw the ball to Treshawn Ward. Uh, didn't mention their running backs. Good players. Uh, obviously, Texas fans have a lot of respect for Deuce Vaughn, a dynamic player for the Wildcats. He's been replaced, I mean, adequately by these guys. DJ Giddens is a good running back. He's a, he's a power guy with some speed and he, he can, he can move. Uh, and then Treshawn Ward, the Florida state transfer, very shifty, about 190, 195 pounds. Great receiving back out of the backfield. Good running back as well. He got banged up a little bit for a couple of games. He's back and they are, they are a very effective one, two punch, uh, a pretty impressive group of running backs. I, I think if they have a weakness on offense, it's as you said, it's that second receiver, uh, other than Sanat, unless you, you want to count him. And then I think that center, right guard, right tackle, they can be had. You know, they do some things to protect those guys and, and help them out. And, and Kleiman is masterful at sort of making the sum of his parts greater than they are. But if we can find ways to isolate those guys in certain downs and distance, I think Texas will have success. They can inflict some negative plays. Got it. Uh, hey, before we go into the opposite side and talk Texas offense with Malik Murphy at the helm versus the K-State defense, uh, I want you to say thanks to our sponsor, Gabe Winslow. No negative plays from this guy, Bobby. <laughs> name's Gabe Winslow, 832-557-1095. Over 20 years in the mortgage industry. He's got a law degree. He's been on the title side. In fact, he's owned his own title company. This is a guy who knows every aspect of this. And if you think your mortgage guy is just a guy that gives you a loan and you quote your rate, pick up the phone and call Gabe and you'll find out that they can be a lot more. Gabe brings deals home and secures them and addresses wherever the blockage is in that pipeline. And believe it or not, there's always something, man. If you've done these, these transactions on buying a house, there's always something. And having a guy like Gabe in your corner can really help you. 832 557 one zero nine five. Let them know Bobby Burton sent you. <laughs> hey, Paul. Question for you: This 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 matchup um, is is Malik Murphy good enough to beat Kansas State? He's good enough to beat Kansas State if he doesn't turn it over. If if we have a, a fumble and a, and a, a bad interception, uh, those are things that Kansas State can capitalize on. I know pe- people saw the BYU game and said, "Oh, well, it didn't matter." As, as you and I did the tail of the tape, I think we proved prophetic. They were they were a smoke and mirrors, five and two, now five and three team. That BYU team is going to struggle to win another game this year, Bobby. So they're going to go five and seven or six and six. 
and, and their offense was as bad as advertised. Kansas State is a different animal. They will punish your turnovers. They're 85% scoring rate in the red zone on offense. And their defense is good in the red zone. And so those are two things that I think are going to be important in this game. Taking care of the football, being very, very physical with the Kansas State defense. And that's probably a good segue to talk about that matchup. What do, what do you think about the Kansas State defense? You know, Paul, my my take on their defense is that they're they're not as good on the back end as they were a year ago. Um, but I think they nor are they as big as they were a year ago on the front. Um, and so I, I do think it's a step back for them, but I think that they they're gonna try to do a little bit of what Kansas tries to do, and that's run away and hide, score early and try to force you to be one-dimensional and then play you. That so I think a, a quick start in this game for Texas would portend a better outcome um, because I don't think a Malik Murphy needs to be playing from behind. Right. And B, I think you need K-State's defense furthermore to be more, have to play more honest so that he gets honest looks uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. They're giving up six, only 16 points per game. And it's, it's really interesting because the one thing I noticed in their destruction of Houston 41 nothing and you know Texas didn't quite play Houston quite as well no, not at all uh, they don't bust assignments that's that's their deal and frankly you know that's why I was trying to give Longhorn fans a heads up that yeah we beat Houston and, and all that and people get tested but you know Houston's offense isn't that great they're not that great they've got some speed at wide receiver and Donovan Smith if, if he can if you allow him to make his throws which he can throw and there's about three of them He's really good. If you take those away, he's not really good. And Texas fans relearn this every year. Uh, as he, We saw it with Tech, and we saw it again with Houston. And Kansas State held him to 78 yards passing, Bobby, before he got pulled in the late third quarter with an injury. So uh, they don't bust assignments. That said, more than the sum of their parts, their individual personnel aren't great. They've got some good players, but – Boy, I, I think there's an opportunity if Texas will get more physical on the offensive line and get a little more stubborn in the running game, there's an opportunity to push these guys around. And, and they run a base 3-3-5 defense. So they're down three-down linemen. Typically in that alignment, your three-down linemen will be big guys. Even your defensive ends will be big guys, 280-plus, right? Kansas State, their edges are all in the 240s, all of them. And they, they have several, and they're, they're pretty good, and they're good pass rushers, Khalid Duke being the best. Uh, but they've got guys like Nate Matlock, Brendan Mott, who are all in the 240s, rangy guys. Six, they're not, you know, 6'1", 240, like a, a Justice Finkley kind of guy. They're all 6'4", 245. And if you fire out on them and, and get a piece of them and don't allow them to slant or, or do anything, you know, wrong shoulder you or something, you, you'll get pushed. You will get push. And uh, their interior nose tackle is Uso Siamalo. He's average. He's about 340, but he, he tires out and he doesn't get – he's not Devondre Sweat, let's be clear. He's not Byron Murphy. And I don't think he's even Eli Huggins, who was their nose tackle last year, who actually gave people a lot of trouble because of his, his penetration ability and his speed. Uh, he's, he's not that great. So – if you can keep those guys out on the field and wear on them, Kansas State, I think that is a front that you can move around. Now, not a lot of people have done it successfully, 
but I also don't think they've played a, a team that can run the ball at least between the 20s as effectively as Texas can. They're linebackers. They lost Daniel Green, and that was key because he's a big, physical, 250-pound middle linebacker who helped with their physicality. He's gone for the season, replaced by a guy named Austin Romaine, who's actually been good. He fires downhill on the run really well, can't cover it all. And so that's the other thing I've noticed about the Kansas State linebackers. To compensate for that lack of size in their front, they fire those three linebackers downhill. And they stunt them and they run blitz them and they do all sorts of stuff to create some mayhem. So you don't get, even if you can get push, you're not getting the big run. You can work that against them, right? If, if you can catch them, if you can get a body on those guys, even screen them when they're doing that, you have the potential for Jonathan Brooks, who has great vision and patience to pick out a good hole and pop through. Uh, I think Keelan Robinson, I think even Jaden Blue. Uh, I didn't like how C.J. Baxter ran last week, frankly. So if he's not seeing it, I think they need to pull him for a guy who who is seeing it. And, and especially on outside zone, he he didn't he was tiptoeing, man. And yeah, he, he didn't understand that, that you have to wait for the hole to pop. That's yeah, right. It, it's a it's a guy that hasn't run it that much. Yeah, I, 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 I can understand that. That's very interesting about Kansas State in their front, and, and people can point to stats and say, well, people haven't run on them. Yeah, sometimes the opponent. Sometimes situation and game context can change that. I haven't seen an opponent really try to lean on them for four quarters. Um, that said, Kansas State may come out in an eight-man front and say, you're not running. Beat us, Malik Murphy. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think that I think that we will know. I don't know that we'll know the outcome of this game based on the Texas offense versus the K-State defense. I think that's going to be dictated by the two strengths of the team, uh, the, the K-State offense and the Texas defense going one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, but I do think that that Texas is going to have to score at least in the 20s here to, to emerge victorious, if not in the 30s. And so that puts some a level of pressure on Malik Murphy that they were just barely able to, to, to do against a, a BYU team that's not as talented uh, as K-State. Uh, but this is also Murphy's Second go round, uh, Texas did get stopped three times in the red zone against uh, against BYU again. Uh, so we're gonna have to see how this works. Um, I want to ask you before we go, uh, Paul on Taylor tape. I, I want to ask about the special teams situation. I think Texas continues to look good in special teams. Coming up with a uh, Xavier Worthy kick or punt return for a touchdown. Ryan Sanborn had a seventy yard punt. Uh, to your point earlier. Um, what, what are you thinking special teams wise here between the two teams? Boy, in a game like this, you could really use a score. No doubt. I mean, this Deshaun Jameson score a couple of years ago was really a, a major factor, right? I mean, yeah, well. I mean, it's, it's, that's a big deal. And I think giving Malik Murphy some margin and, and giving our defense some margin, boy, I think that would be really helpful for Texas. So whether it's Keelan Robinson on a kick return, Xavier Worthy on a punt, that punt, by the way, that return, I mean, Xavier Worthy was fantastic, but they blocked it beautifully. It was parting of the Red Sea right up the middle. And, uh, boy, we could use something like that, particularly in a home game, because nothing gets the crowd fired up like a big special teams play. Uh, that would be ideal. You know, Kansas State's been competent in special teams from my viewing. I haven't done a deep dive on that. Field goal kicker seems to be okay. Uh, they haven't scored in their return game that I've seen. Phillip Brooks is a capable guy, though. Um, you know, fast little dude. So, you know, Texas has to tackle well and, and get some stuff done. But 
getting a cheap score in special teams, always helpful in a big game. Got it. All right. Uh, that's going to do it uh, for this one. Before we, before we go, though, I want to ask you, um, Longhorns favored in this game. Uh, you're, you, you, uh, more than anybody I know, pay attention to the lines a little bit. Uh, where are you at on this right now? Kansas State opened up plus seven. And now it's plus four, four and a half, last I looked. So I think that tells you a little something about the betting markets. Uh, look, I think it's hard for Vegas to handicap how a new quarterback will play. And it's really a question of the value they place on Quinn Ewers. And based on the line movement, when it was confirmed Quinn Ewers was going to be out, uh, it suggests that they place quite a bit of value on Quinn Ewers. The other thing that's interesting about Kansas State is there is a, a thought, I think, not just among Texas analysts, but also maybe some gamblers, that Kansas State plays really well together. They're a really well-coached team. But when they reach a certain physical level of opponent, they don't have the dudes. And as long as Texas doesn't beat themselves, they should be able to grind out a win. I think that's the prevailing wisdom on the people who are taking the Texas side. The people who are taking the Kansas State side is, Texas hasn't been playing very well. And now they have a new quarterback. Uh, and, you know, you, you don't want to do the transitive property, but we played Houston and, and squeaked it out in the fourth quarter and had a, a goal line stand, you know, or, or near goal line stand, right? And uh, K-State blew them out 41 to nothing. It was a laugher. So that can be dangerous in football, but I think that's the, the K-State argument. Got it. All right, uh, Paul, that's going to do it for today. Uh, thanks again to our sponsor, Gabe Winslow mortgagesbygabe.com. Give him a shout. Uh, Paul, we'll be back again on Saturday morning for our Saturday conversation. Uh, Longhorns uh, taking on Kansas State. Uh, for Paul Wadlington, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been On Texas Football.